I, to be honest, I didn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about time travel until you had mentioned, hey, yeah. we should talk about time travel. Well, there's a lot, there's so many aspects of it. There's the fun part of it, all these, you know, little videos that people have that show little tidbits of possibilities of time travel. But, mm-hmm. and it's fun because it gets you thinking. And, and that's the funnest part about it. But then, and then, after you enjoy those moments, if if you're like me, you, you think a little bit further, like, yeah, but really, can that? Yeah. Because, you know, a couple of those look maybe serious, that it could be something, you know? And, you know, and, and then how can that be? And then, you know, it goes all the way back to Albert Einstein that, you know, seems to think that there's a pathway to that. And so it's a, always a fun topic because it could go from... The absolute not serious at all, but fun to, well, this is going to be deep because, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's a pathway to it. Mm-hmm. Or it could almost exist to a point. So you know that I love science stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and this topic really fascinates me. There's so much science, uh, like theoretical science that goes into this. There's people who, you know, they're theoretical physicists and this is some of the stuff they think about. They use math and they use, you know, all of these different um, theoretical tools right. to determine whether this is something that could actually and, happen. And I would love science so much more if I could understand the words that they use. <laughs> they have too many syllables. It's hard for me to understand it, but I am intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's part of the intrigue because I don't know what they're saying. Yeah. But but anyways, go ahead. Well, I... Again, I'm I'm very fascinated by it because there is some real science that goes into uh, determining whether this is something that actually can happen. Uh, I I did a little bit of legwork to in preparation for the show because I, I did want to learn more about it. That's one of the cool things about this podcast is I'm learning more stuff right. in preparation to you know have these conversations with you. Yeah. So this was a topic that that fascinated me. Uh, the more that I that I sort of dove into it, the more I go, oh my god, there's more than just this idea of of you know the I guess the idea of of you as as a human as an individual going back into time or going into the future, and then they started talking about I'll I'll bring up the name here in, in a second, but they were talking about well maybe we can't send an entire like human in to the future or to the past. Maybe we could send messages and I go, Oh my God, it's a completely new way of thinking about yeah. time travel and the ability to send a message from one time to another time and say warn of a massive earthquake or uh, a winning lottery number. <laughs> I mean, there's, That'd be nice. it'd be crazy to think that you could actually send a message, maybe not an entire person, but send it, send some sort of message to some person uh, at, at, you know, sometime in the past or say, maybe we are in the future and we want to tell ourselves, you know, in that previous time, maybe something about what, the future holds and right I, and i think it's completely a crazy idea that that's something we could totally do well i had to do a quick little look up real quick because mm-hmm. there's a great movie about that mm-hmm. and it's a dennis quaid movie it's called frequency okay and and i'm trying to remember exactly what it's about but i think this guy's a fireman mm-hmm. and 
I think that he, I don't want to give it away because you really need to watch it if you haven't seen it. I, I wonder what platform it's uh, playing on because I'm totally interested. So with, without trying to give it away, he has a... Now go ahead. He, he passes away. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... And so he, he he has a kid that grows up. He's in, I, I don't know, maybe in his 20s or so. Well, there's also a time where Dennis Quaid is still there, but they have this little ham radio that they talk into. Mm. Well, his little son was raised with a ham radio, and so he was chit-chatting and found out that somehow that that's his son. Oh. And so it was pretty neat that through time, his son try. I don't want to really say. But no, I. Th- this sounds very familiar because yeah. I, I think I've actually probably seen this. Because I wouldn't. This I wouldn't whole be story shocked. does make a. Li- it's sparking something in my brain. Yeah, the son. Mm-hmm. The son kind of got to talk to his dad through time, mm-hmm. and to like help save him from a situation that's going on through mm-hmm. his dad's time, mm-hmm. and so that that was that would be that's interesting. It's called Frequency. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to add that to my list. Producer that's Ethan, great write movie. that down. In fact, in fact, that might be fun for us to watch tonight. Yeah, it's a good family show. I mean, yeah. okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to add that to my list because I am fascinated by it. Uh, so there's a scientist. Uh, he's a theoretical physicist. I think is what he is. Um. And his entire focus is on time travel. His name is Ronald Millette. Does that sound familiar? Nope. Uh, Ethan, maybe you can bring up his his picture here. Just look up time travel and Ronald uh, Millette. I I wrote down some notes, so in case I forget some of the stuff that, uh, you know, that that I had, uh, you know, been watching and stuff. Because there's quite a few different shows on... I think there's even something on Netflix uh, about it. There's a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube, of course. But he's a he's a professor now. Uh, he was fascinated by time travel, uh, sort of when he was a bit younger. He lost his father from uh, I guess he had a heart attack. Yeah, there he is. Thank you. He lost his father when he was pretty young. His his dad was like 33 years old, mm. and he he loved his dad just absolutely adored his dad and got sort of thinking about time travel as an opportunity to go back in time and save his dad right so there's this you know it's a, a movie script almost right uh, well he basically started to research and um he has dedicated his life to time travel and it's super interesting that he is and I'm not a scientist. I don't know all the details, but bear with me here. I'm sure folks will call me out on it as I screw up some well, of the I'll stuff. I'll call you out on it right now. <laughs> uh, I just don't know better, though. But he, he was inspired by H.G. Wells' time machine. Okay? okay. And he also really respected Albert Einstein. Well, Albert Einstein, of course, has this theory of, of relativity and, and some other things. And he describes... Uh, uh, the potential for time travel. We know right now that we can travel into the future. Correct. Right. Yes, I can't explain it. I've I've had it explained to me, mm-hmm. but yes, it it may not be uh, how I'm just going to say it this way: how Hollywood might portray it mm-hmm. to be. But at this point in time, I feel that we could. It's been it's we could prove that 
that it can exist to a point. And so it's unfortunate I can't have a good discussion of it, but please explain uh, well, how the best the best that you can anyways. And and I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm not going to do a very good job either. But okay. here's 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 what my understanding is. There are several different people that I've heard about time travel about. And and here's one thing that I think is very easy to understand, okay? And that is is light. Right? So light travels at you know, a constant rate, nothing can be faster than time, uh, n- excuse me, nothing can be faster than the speed of light. Neil deGrasse Tyson, a big fan of, of his uh, education about science, he, he makes it interesting and somewhat understandable to a lay person, non-science person, right? And he describes, think about like the stars, the light that is being emitted from a star right now takes a long time for it to reach our eyes. Right. Right? So what we're seeing is an image of the past. Yeah. Right? See, that's a good way to explain it. Right? Yeah. So that's, yeah. And so that that gives me a little bit closer understanding of Example of what... is if that star decides to explode or mm-hmm. however they decide to go out, when we, de- when we see that reaction... It's already of. It's already happened a long. time It's like ago. a ripple in 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 a lake. Yeah, it's happened a much longer time right. ago. Yeah. So they have. So think about the. This was another way of sort of describing it, and that is. So let me back up a little bit. So Einstein came up with this the equation that, that talks about uh, space time and the the difference Dude. in how gravity impacts our perception of, of time. Okay. Uh, I think he calls it space time. It, again, these are hard concepts for my brain to to really understand. So you know where I'm at then. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get out and lock in the hubs, put it in four wheel drive. <laughs> well, so he talks about this 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 uh, equation where we can actually calculate some of this stuff. Well, this the some of the other folks have described the satellites that orbit the Earth, how they all have clocks on them, right? And, of course, we have clocks on Earth. And what they say, the clocks from the satellites appear to us to run faster than the clocks that we have here. And when they sent the satellites up originally, they couldn't synchronize the clocks. The ones that were orbiting the Earth seemed to run a little bit faster than the ones on Earth. And they couldn't figure out what it was until they applied Einstein's um calculations and as soon as they did that they were able to synchronize the clocks from those satellites to what we have on earth because the satellites you think about like gps satellites you they that those things track where we are they triangulate things they you know if you can um know the you know the ranges or what or whatever and you can track the time you can determine exactly where you're at on earth Right. So by using Einstein's equation, they're able to synchronize those clocks. Well, so that right there, even though it's such a small, minuscule amount of time, it's still true that we being closer to Earth with a lot more gravity and those satellites being much farther away from Earth with very little gravity, gravity has an influence on time. It blows my mind. That that is true. So if I stand and let's say I have a sorry. So <laughs> so if I sta- if I have a ten foot 
pole. Mm-hmm. And let's say, hmm, what should I get? <laughs> Can't get a puppy. No one likes to have a puppy get busy. Um, and and get a little ant and stick it on the end of it. Screw that. Damn spider. Put a damn spider on mm. the end of that thing. Okay. And then the further I hold it out, you know, it's going way faster out there than it is me spinning. Mm-hmm. I'm spinning slowly and out mm-hmm. there is is just hauling butt so mm-hmm. am i like sending that sucker back in time when i'm <laughs> spinning around like that well possibly i don't it, i think it's it, in relation it almost to makes it gravity. sound like right so like is it the gravity gets the further away you get from earth at least to a point then i'm sure it maxes out if you will or but you know you get less gravity mm-hmm. so so does that mean that that time would be even it would faster a- the further away you go? Yeah, it would quicker. appear that that object that's really far away, it would appear that that thing is actually um, going up much faster. Yeah, like that damn little ant. Yeah. And me, I'm just barely and, moving and I around. Think, I, think, I think that's the way it works. Again, this stuff blows my mind. Like, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it and, and make sense of it. There's uh, So this guy, Ronald uh, Millette, he he describes... Uh, gravity and light have somewhat of a, of a relationship together, okay? And if gravity, his, the way he looks at it, again, people are going to call me out on this. The way that he looks at it is that because of the relationship that gravity and light have together, and gravity influences time, and we already have practical experience, uh, experiments that show that gravity has an influence on time, yeah. that he thinks that light also then has an influence on time. And so he's come up with this idea. He's partnered with some other folks where he's going to take a uh, laser light and basically create somewhat of a of a loop of uh, with laser lights. And somehow doing this thing is going to impact space-time. And what's and I don't I don't understand the details of it. it kind of blows me away here. But what he's talking he's make about a vortex or something. He, well, yeah, he kind of describes. He he does this little demonstration with a coffee cup, and he's spinning, you know, swirling it around, and he drops a coffee bean. Stargate. Into it. <laughs> Is that what he's doing? He's making a stargate. <laughs> Sorry. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be something? I mean, that's what I mean. Because then it takes you to a different time, not necessarily a different oh, um, place. Yeah. Although, although space time and place have and this is going to get I'm going crazy here my brain is <laughs> is going to turn to jello uh so he talks about using light as a way of of, of manipulating uh, space time okay so but he describes this thing as he says with this you can't go to a previous time before the machine was turned on he says once he's got this machine built he says, moving forward in time, it's possible that you could then use this as a way of, let's say, communicating with, I don't know, communicating with what, but communicating back to any time after the machine had been turned on. Right. Gotcha. That kind of like blows me away. That's the starting point. Yeah. Right. And he says, you know, maybe we don't, there's no way to get, you know, a human or an object to, uh, to, to, to go back in time. but to be able to encode a message into something and send it back in time, he thinks that that is totally possible. 